Blog Talk Radio. the loss of the vessel. The GFS says the cause of the fire was determined as overheating of the generator in the fourth week of the ship, which resulted in arcing and sparking, and the generator was severely damaged and a quantity of roof destroyed. It says the vessel owned by Odin Sweden in Simpensi is named Sydney Marie. It is used for aggregate transport and captain by distinction with Richard Byron. The GFS says while it is still conducting investigations, there are several measures that could be taken to prevent fires on ships, including the prohibition of open flames on ships in cabin, such as candles, cigarettes, or incense sticks, unless they are lit in the presence of people and extinguished before leaving. In Barbados, the Minister of Tourism says any changes to the COVID-19 protocols at their borders will have the safety of Barbadians at heart. The assurance comes as a What we're seeing now is that there are some specific concerns that the industry has raised, and they're not raising them for themselves. They're raising it because their businesses are raising it. And, and they include obviously having to isolate in many countries around the world. Barbados is not one of the countries that typically has all the time home isolation or hotel isolation. If you became positive on IM, going to be a lonely freshman but our brother Leonard him the 12th of November 2002 a day and see the loss a distinguished man Leonard Tim Hector had so much to offer but was rejected by zone in his land so goodbye brother Tim we all mourn you were treated like all great Antiguan. Ridiculed and castigated, shunned and emasculated, your blood is on Antiguan's hands. In praises of glory, your name was exalted, but in life you were demonized. Now your time is exhausted and your knowledge rejected. In that you are immortalized. So goodbye, Robert Hill. 
Come on and 
Well, it was not the best shot of the day in relation to the West Indies and their warm-up match against Pakistan. They lost and in a very big way. And the question we're asking on Mason's guest tonight from Halfway Tree in Kingston, Jamaica to uh, Broad Street in Barbados, do you think the West Indies have got the goods to win the World Cup, to retain it? That's the question tonight. We also want to look at a possible 11. Should Gale open the batting? Should he bat three? Would you play the extra spinner? Should Roston Chase in maybe as the floating player? Or should he bat at four? You know, these are the questions that we certainly will want to ask on Mason and guests this evening. I'm Andrew Mason, of course, along with co-host uh, Dr. Andrew Ford. We hope to get reaction from Richard Pop Edwards, the former city fast bowler. Um, we also want to talk to Courtney Andrew Walsh, Ambassador Walsh, and already we've got the CEO, Johnny Grave, online. We also hope to talk to Cameron Coffey, a good friend, former West Indies fast bowler to St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And we also want to go up to Jamaica and talk to George Davis, that noted journalist, uh, the reaction in relation to Gail's comments, because that certainly has been making the wrongs to the groans. Well, any further ado, let me say uh, good afternoon to Johnny Grave, the CEO of Cricket West Indies. Hello, Johnny, how are you? Johnny? Strange to say if you can pick up Johnny Grave there. Hello, Johnny. Um, is, he, is, he, is he online? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that um, our very good friend... I, yes, I can hear Yes, Johnny? Good evening, Andre. Oh, okay. Well, okay, good evening to you, Johnny. Well, uh, how, how are you doing, Johnny? Oh, too bad. Hi, Andre. How are you? Okay, I'm, I'm good. Well, I won't keep you too long because I know you're a very, very busy man. Um, the World Cup just about to start for the West Indies. Um, any concerns at all? Uh, no, not, not especially. I mean, it's always... Uh, an interesting build-up to any World Cup, and obviously with so much cricket being played, you know, the CPL followed straight into the IPL, and then uh, almost immediately into this uh, World Cup period. It's, um, it's a busy time for the players. It's obviously very different circumstances than they would have ever had before for a World Cup event, being in a biosecure environment. And those players that hadn't been in the IPL to have to do six days room quarantine has been extremely tough, but... Uh, since they've been out training, um, they had three good days at the Sevens Ground in Dubai, which was ahead of the ICC support period. Uh, they've been out training um, uh, now for a, for, a, for a week, and they've obviously had their first practice game. So I think things are starting to settle down. We've got one or two injury concerns. But, um, yeah, I think the, the boys are in good spirits. And, um, yeah, we're all looking forward to that a bigger opening match on Saturday against, against England. Now, you talk about injury concerns. What's the latest on Andrew Russell, the very latest? Uh, the very latest is he, um, he joined up with the squad, um, went through the bridging protocols. Obviously, his team, KKR, made it all the way to the final. So he was, along with Akil Hussain, the, the last of the arrivals into our camp. Um, he's now being assessed by our medical team. Uh, I think the... Uh, the care that he was under after KKR, we should acknowledge and thank them for not just for, for not playing him and treating him, but also for their daily communication with us on, on how he was progressing. He's now being assessed by us, and he's going to have a final assessment uh, in the next sort of 24 hours before um, we, we make the final decision. But he, he took part in training today, and we're hopeful that he will, uh, he will be past fit and able to, uh, 
to be in consideration for selection come Saturday. Mm. And Fabian Allen? Uh, Fabian Allen is, um, I don't think, looking as promising and um, it'd be a big, big blow to us um, if he is ruled out of the of the tournament. We'll have more news in the morning, but uh, we're not as confident with Fabian Dankel. Um, the injury he's sustained in the IPL. As you know, he's such an explosive batsman, fielder, uh, and key bowler, and um, with his with his spin bowling, that um, it'd be a big blow. But um, we've got the reserves there if we if we need to call upon them. That's why we travel with four reserves. Um, and yeah, we're 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 hopeful, but not confident with Fabian. So it's looking as if Fabian Allen may be out of it then. Yeah, no, we'll know more in the morning, but um. The actually latest issue being assessed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing that, he, that he's out of it, Johnny. Are you hearing that too? I'm certainly uh, not confident um, that he will make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, yes, I think that, that can be prime time sports uh, tomorrow morning. Um, I'm not going to hog the show, I never do. Um, your very good friend, Dr. Andrew Ford, has made a couple of notes. Um, Doctor, your, your favorite guest is on, Johnny Graves. Yeah, good night, Andrew, and to the listeners. I always enjoy talking to Johnny. Um, Johnny, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're how are you? Dr. Ford Inquiry, I'll have you briefly say that I've uh, just done my evening exercise. So, um, Ooh, looking fit too, um, Dr. Ford. Yeah, I've got to build up that immune system, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, yes. In, in, in fact, before you answer, um, I, I know with interest Let's say the team in 
make the Final Four? Is, is there any financial benefit to the team if it doesn't perform past the Final Four at all? Or do you have to finish within a certain uh, group to get um, price, the benefit from prize money? Yeah, we've actually just written to all the squads, um, team management and players to confirm exactly how the prize money will work. Uh, I'll give Andrew another scoop, Cricket West Indies, whether we lose every game or whether we win every game, we'll receive 0% of that prize money. Um, it goes solely to the players who are participating and the team support staff. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the, um, the players have all had that confirmed. It's very clear in our MOU with WEPA that the players share in that. Uh, with the team management, um, and it's a consistent across the men's and women's side. So, again, it's something that we like to confirm early to the players and staff in writing so that before any match is played, everyone knows exactly how that will be split. And, and the ITC have given us that in terms of whether we uh, get knocked out of the group stages or make the semi-finals or finals or win the tournament, everyone knows exactly what they, they'll, they'll get. Uh, is that the norm, Johnny, or is it that you... Because I know there used to be image rights and other agreements before. Um, is that the norm, and how does it help Cricket West Indies to, to help develop the, the product if there's no revenue gained from, from the exercise? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, the total um, price spot is... Um, you know, I think 5.6 million US dollars, so it's, it's not an insignificant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, if we win it, there's a, there's a halo effect from a commercial point of view, um, from a sponsorship broadcast and, and hopefully ticket sales perspective when we can get fan safety back into the stands. Um, the ICC model is, as I've tried to explain before, now, now funds for members on an annual basis, irrespective of whether there is a, a men's event or women's event. Um, so we get our funding from the ICC on an annual basis, irrespective of whether we win, lose, or draw. And um, that's the model that currently exists uh, with ICC, which, which changed back in 2016 uh, when we entered this new cycle of events between 2016 and 2023. So, um, yeah, we were not incentivized. The prize money um, goes to the players. It's, it's, I would say it's the norm across most of the four members that prize money goes exclusively to the squad, some boards do share in it with their players, but yeah, our agreement with WEPA sees the prize money is 100% for the players and the staff that, that go towards winning again. Okay, so, so the question is, what's the, what's the expected revenue from ICC this year? And secondly, will the reserves get any, um, will the reserves benefit from that price money that's being split to the players? Yeah, the players have agreed to cut in the reserves, so they see them as an integral part of the squad. In terms of helping their preparation, they've obviously gone through the same quarantine and travel, so they will share uh, in, in the prize money um, that the players have, have agreed to. Um, and in terms of our revenues, um, uh, we've received a similar distribution uh, for the last few years of around 14 million US dollars from the ICC. Okay. Um, uh, and you still agree on the uh, What's the benefit of this uh, ticketing agreement? Cricket left in the um, I'm not sure if I'm not familiar with the new agreement. Can you shed some light on that? Yeah, it's, it's um, a new ticketing platform. It's, um, it's one of the world's best um, platforms to use. Um, it's, it's very online date and data-driven platform, very flexible for us to use. allows us to run 
different promotions for different parts of the ground and, and, and sections. Um, it allows us to have a centralized database of, of fans that we can then communicate with on a regular basis. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a world-class ticket platform. Um, so we're looking forward to launching it ahead of that England series. And, um, yeah, and, and one of the major benefits um, for us anyway is that when people purchase online, it's linked up with our first Caribbean banking account, so the money flows directly into Cricket West Indies rather than being held by any third, third party. So it makes it a much more transparent system and allows us to manage our cash flow a bit better and, um, and also from an audit perspective allows that process to run a lot more smoothly using technology, um, which is, is all part of our strategic plan to make sure that we're using technology to make it easier for fans to buy tickets and to support the team uh, and also drive down our costs. So uh, it ticks all those boxes. So the older fan who, who usually goes up to, you know, goes up to a booth and, and gets in uh, cash work, uh, is that still going to be possible for, let's say, the, the England tour? Yeah, we'll still run box offices out of the stadiums, um, probably going on sale about a week to five days before the game. Um, people will be able to pay by cash through those, but again, we'll encourage people to use uh, credit cards in it. If they're not online, they can go down to the ticket booth and effectively we'll, we'll make that online transaction for them. Mm. Is there any difficulty correlating that, that cash versus your, your kind of uh, electronic uh, method, the, the old method and the new method? And, and does that, how does that keep it, you know, uh, manage that and keep track of that? That's where we work with the local territorial boards. The local territorial boards will take all the cash receipts for us, and they'll be reconciled and audited through the ticket system. And uh, that money is deposited by a local board. So it's something where we work very closely with the, the host territorial board to take all that local cash on our behalf. So um, you know, part of the changes we made, which again, I'm not sure is particularly interesting to fans, but we no longer deal with Cricket West Indies with any cash or checks. We've moved fully online in terms of our finance operation. Uh, and again, that's from a, a risk management perspective as well as uh, using technology to reduce workloads and, and make us more efficient off the field. All right. Yeah, finally, finally, and just one final question, do we, do we pay them, uh, do we have a payment plan for them or is it that they're getting a, a percentage of revenue? Uh, the territorial ones. So I mean the, the executive um,
And we are back, listeners, with recipes from our rum talk. Good night, man. 
have the director of cricket, Jimmy Adams, and uh, they, 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 they've talked about a, um, a committee to review the selectors, but I haven't seen an official announcement from Cricket West Indies as far as that is concerned. Can we expect one soon? Um, um, yeah, no, I'm not sure it's a, it's a committee of the board. It's, it's Jimmy has put together a group um, with esteemed gentlemen like Phil on it um, and others that were involved in, mm. in that original selection policy. Well, I think it's probably two years ago that Phil and others donated their time to help us come up with a, a transparent policy that we could um, use to select all of our teams across the system, men's and women. Um, it's two years since that policy came together, and it's it's a good time for Jimmy, as director of cricket, to be reviewing that. And it's you know, he's formed a management committee um, to, to go through that process, and he'll take whatever recommendations him and Philo and the others come up with um, to the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And then if if they're accepted, if there are changes to be made or amendments or tweaks, then uh, if the board approves, then yeah, we'll announce what that new selection uh, policy is. But I don't expect it to change massively, but like uh, any policy, we, we should, from time to time, review it with a fresh set of eyes and from the learnings that we've had across the different teams that we've selected. And if we can make improvements to it, then I'm sure we would all welcome that. Well, when do you expect that report from the, uh, the Enoch Lewis committee? Um, I'm not sure of the exact timings, but um, we certainly don't want to rush them. But at the same time, I'd hope that uh, it would be something that Jimmy will be working over the next two to three months, and then at the right time they'll make a presentation to the board. So whether that can be done this side of Christmas or early in the new year, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. But um, I certainly don't think it's something that it will take in, a, in an inordinate amount of time, and therefore fairly quickly they can come up with uh, any tweaks that they want to make to it. And as I said, I'm sure if, um, with a committee that's formed under Jimmy's leadership with people like Philo and, and Enoch Lewis and others on it, we can, we can go through it fairly quickly. Mm. Doc? Um, so, I mean, uh, listening to Johnny, it, it sounds as though uh, he's suggesting that it has more to do with looking at the criteria for selection than the performance and implementation and use of the, the previous criteria by the, by the selection team that, that are the incumbents. Uh, explain to us which, which of the two it is or if it's both. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's a working group that Jimmy's formed. Um, you can call it a committee if you want to. Um, and it's to review the selection policy two years um, since it was adopted by the Board of Directors back in 2019. So uh, that's just, uh, it's, it's not reviewing the performance of the selectors as individuals. That performance review will be done by Jimmy Adams, the Director of Cricket, along with our HR department. This is to review the policy. Okay, well, well, this is one of the one of the few committee uh, results that's been implemented by Cricket West Indies the election one. But but a member of the previous committee has already publicly um, said that he didn't find the the group was utilizing the decisions made by the previous committee to come to conclusions, or or I wouldn't say a misappropriation of 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 the uh, tools, but but sometimes not a logical transparent use of the of the the tools that were to be used before. Well, no selection is always you can you can plug your numbers in, you can have statisticians as the policy has defined with the panels, but ultimately 
panels have to make decisions and people will agree and other people will disagree. So um, ultimately the decision, um, the authority uh, is solely with that selection panel uh, across our different teams and ultimately they're accountable for the decisions that they make. So, um, you know, everyone will have opinions um, and that's part of the beauty of sport. Um, we'll all agree on some things and disagree on others. And um, yeah, but certainly, um, you know, I think it's appropriate two years into any policy that we pause and reflect and if we can make improvements and tighten certain areas up, then fantastic. And um, but yeah, look, the selection panels across our teams continue to have my full support and I have no issues with, with the work that they're doing. Well, well there, there is a bigger for that, but what about the, the policies and suggestions regarding structure of, of the entity itself? And, and you've had certainly more of them than, than election decisions or, or policies being made. What, what, what's happening with the suggestions for the change in structure of, of cricket West Indies? From a governance perspective, the Webby report. And, and the previous ones before that? Yeah, the, the Webby report is, um, has been discussed now between um, uh, Mike Finley's been chairing a committee that's been uh, consulting the six territorial boards, our, our shareholder member um, and their boards, um, to get their feedback on uh, the Webby report. And that has been collated by uh, Mike Finley's committee and, and shared with the board of directors, and they're due to meet later this month for the first time for the CWI Board of Directors to, to ventilate um, and discuss the Webby report. And then a recommendation will ultimately put, be put before our shareholders at the next annual general meeting. But, but are you surprised that the cadence and the speed with which these deliberations have taken place? I mean, we've had these facts, you've, you've been in possession of those facts for such a long time, and it, it seems like nothing is happening. I've been in the job over four and a half years now, Dr. Ford, so nothing in West Indies cricket surprises me anymore. <laughs> oh, I like that answer. Oh, that's a very, that's a very interesting one. <laughs> that was certainly me. <laughs> I like that one. Um, just before you go, Johnny, what's the latest from the, the Drake's case and the, the Courtney Brown case? Are you getting close to a conclusion? Still going through the process of waiting for dates um, or um, of, uh, the next phase of, of those as much of their hard-earned English pounds 
uh, across our islands and countries as they can. We want it to be a huge economic boost to the region. We want it to demonstrate to everyone that we're watching the millions and millions of cricket fans around the world watching that the Caribbean is a safe place to come, that the governments of the region have done a fantastic job in rolling out the vaccines and, um, you know, that it's safe to come and travel and still enjoy everything that the Caribbean offers. Um, uh, and we hope and pray that will be the case come January for the T20. And also looking ahead to that, that test series, the first ever Richard's Boatman test series, we want that to be a hard-fought contest and, um, you know, hopefully a, a repeat of 2019 where we can win the first two, two tests and relax a bit come the third in Grenada. So what are the COVID protocols? Have you, have you worked about this yet? Will you, you have to be fully vaccinated to, um, to say again, the cancer is normal? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we haven't got into any real detail yet with any of the chief medical officers. But certainly at this stage, we would fully expect um, only fully vaccinated fans to be allowed into any of the venues. Um, and we'll work, as we always have done, with the government very closely. And we will, uh, you know, follow and adhere to all of the protocols and advice that um, the government's put in place. But um, we've obviously worked with the Barbados government closely earlier in the year when Australia and Pakistan were in. Barbados play matches at Kensington and we've worked obviously again with the Grenada government through the South Africa series and Antigua for all the cricket we've had here. So it's, it's not something that, that we are um, we're concerned about at this stage. We're, we're hopeful that, um, you know, that, that we can have not just a, a, a bumper tour in January and March, but also that the, the Caribbean um, tourist countries can have you know, bumper seasons um, starting um, from November through all the way through to the end of Easter. So, yeah, we would expect that fully vaccinated fans from the UK will be able to travel with, with limited restrictions as long as they come with negative PCR tests. Uh, we would expect um, only fully vaccinated staff, players, ground staff, workers, cleaners, caterers, fans to be allowed into any of the venues. So we fully expect that all of the cricket grounds will be only accessible to fully vaccinated people. Mm -hmm. um, just before Doc comes in, I know we're going to let you go now, but note with interest in Barbados that they've gotten a, a, a big slice of the pie, a test match and all the, um, the, the T20s. Um, a huge vote of confidence in Barbados, one would imagine. Yeah, like I see, we know how popular Barbados is with the England fans. They put forward a bid as they did in 2019. Um, We've also got, as you know, so much cricket on in January. We've got the ICC Under-19 Cricket World Cup, and we hope that within the next week we'll be announcing uh, the four host countries for that event. Mm. Um, and we've also got um, a visit for the island team um, on the, in, in January just before the England game. So we've got an enormous amount of cricket to be spread across our host countries. And, and again, we've, you know, we're looking ahead to January. We, we know we're still going to be tackling COVID, there will, there will probably be a spike uh, uh, following the festive period as there was last year, and we've got to be as, as um, risk-averse as we possibly can be. So we're looking to playing Ireland across one country. We know once players and teams and TV crews get settled, having to move them mid-tour is, is complicated and adds to the risk and cost, and therefore to play Ireland across one, one host country and to play uh, England across one host country is, is probably a sensible thing to do. Um, and we're very confident that working with the BCA and the staff at Kensington Oval will be able to put on, you know, a great exhibition of T20 cricket and the pitch of Barbados at Kensington will be world 
class, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Final question for me. Regional season, um, we had Jimmy Adams last week talking about the possibility of uh, having some regional cricket in January. Can you confirm this? I can confirm that's our intention. Um, Jimmy, as you can imagine, is uh, calling me every day, begging me to get four-day cricket back on. Uh, it's the, the one format that we haven't been able to play at regional level uh, since COVID-19 hit back in March 2020, and we kicked the West Indies Championship after eight rounds. Um, we've got that exciting test series um, to prepare for against England. We've then got another test series at home in June against Bangladesh. Um, and then we've got a series this time next year after the T20 World Cup away to Australia, all in the in the World Test Championship. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we definitely want to do. We've earmarked it starting in February, and therefore we'll be able to play three rounds of first-class cricket leading into that England series. Um, so um, it's certainly our intention whether we can do it. It will depend on a number of factors, as you know, we've, we tried to get the West Indies Championship back on a few times, but had to uh, admit defeat reluctantly. And um, but yeah, we're certainly going to do everything we possibly can to to get regional four-day cricket back on as early as we can into 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctor, a final final comment from you? A uh, question? Johnny, uh, well, we we from from the from the Nation article, they mentioned the the benefits of the whole country's uh, 25 million US per for test and maybe four billion for T20. Can you estimate what the benefits will be to DWI for, let's say, in England or? Oh, it will massively depend on whether we can get um, fans in the stands. Clearly, um, ticket revenue for an England tour is one of the, the major components that flows to Cricket West Indies, albeit we share it with the host boards and, and stadiums. Um, but um, from a media rights perspective, obviously, we've got this new long-term agreement with BT Sport. So uh, it will be a significant boost to our, our commercial revenues. 2019, as you know, it was a record year for us from a broadcast and media rights perspective and a revenue point of view. And, and 2022 is a very similar year we've got now. We, we originally had uh, just five matches against England. We've now got eight. Uh, and we've also got India coming, like in 2019, when we had both a an England home series and an India home series. So, um, yeah, we, we expect 2022 from a media rights perspective to be a bumper year. Um, and clearly, if we can have fans in the stands, then, you know, it'll be worth tens of millions of dollars to West Indies cricket, which, as you can imagine, after the, the years we've had in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a, a welcome uh, bit of good news for uh, from a, a balance sheet perspective. Yeah, I, I know the media rights... Uh Predictions have been hammered out since, uh, you know, months ago, but can you give us the, I know you pressed some numbers and come up with an estimate. Are, can we be privy to to a ballpark figure for the estimate for the England tour? The England tour alone in media rights, um, yeah, will be worth you know, in excess of 10 million US dollars. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the India tour that follows that will be worth, yeah, probably double that. So it, it will be a it will be a massive year for us um, because of those two tours. And you know, as you'll see from our auditors' financial statements, they're always on our website. Um, I will be welcoming that news and that income, but we never want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, COVID has yeah. has, uh, has has come back several times, and um, 
at the moment we'll be very cautious, very conservative, but yeah, we, hope, we hope and pray that England will come first and then India will come um, in August of next year. And on the back of that, hopefully with fans in the stands and other welcome news, um, that we will continue to manage our financial affairs very prudently and, and that by this time next year, we'll be closing off another record year of revenue, but more importantly, being able to focus on managing costs so that we can actually pay off and repair um, our balance sheet accordingly because we desperately want to be at the end of this cycle, which ends September 2023. We want to be in a position where uh, we've completely repaired our balance sheet and got, you know, got back to a net position where uh, we can therefore look forward to the next cycle and plan that next four-year period between 2023 and 2027. Uh, where we can not only invest in the areas that need investment, but we can ensure that we're building some reserves of West Indies cricket for, you know, what we didn't have any capacity in our finances when COVID hit. We want to have a buffer so that whatever storm hits us financially, we can continue to manage our affairs and continue to keep cricket going uh, at all levels. All right. Thanks, uh, Johnny. Always a pleasure to, uh, to, um, to, to talk to you. And we wish the West Indies team well and continue to exercise because you're going to need it. Thank you very much, Andrew. I will continue to work towards <laughs> my, my 40 in the yo-yo test. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've got some progress from that. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yes. I improve every week. All right. Uh, no, thank you very much, Andrew. And, um, thank you, Dr. Sporza. Yes, yes. Very smart cricket. And I like what they're doing. Baba Azam opens the batting, 
in the guy Richmond open the batting. I would like to see our team. I know we want to try and fit. And we should be any players down enough. We should have our set opening pair. I put a set back in China. Mm-hmm. And it showed me that we're still, they're still looking to feel our way and get players into form if this combination is working. But we had 50 T20 games in the Caribbean, and we're still not settled on what we're going to do in the first four or five of our, bat- our, our batsmen. And again, Andrew, our captain, decides that he's on the bat at number seven. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I want our captain to have a second position and bat there even if it's a, even if it's a full game. Right. And get accustomed to batting in that position, Mr. Pollard, because when match day comes, it is going to be a pressure situation. If you're not accustomed to it, mm-hmm. more likely that you'll see it. I just want him to be settled in that battle order. He is the key mm-hmm. to, to us getting big scores on chasing down target. But he has to have that settled position and allow the rest of battle around him. And there's no more giving a fella opportunity. The opportunities are there now. They're in UAE all the time. They're preparing. I saw from some mm-hmm. great son is there having up the net. Woody Smith is there having up in the net. And it's good to see those guys are there. But on match day, those fellas, the 11 guys who are selected to represent the Indies, need to be mentally tuned to what they have to do, mm-hmm. either batting or bowling. And from this practice game, mm-hmm. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Russell, now he's batting and bowling in the net, so I would believe that he would play the second warmer game, along with Dwayne Bravo. And we might see Evan Lewis coming in as well. So there's some down three players to break in or four, trying to now play that second 11. I would expect this 11 to play the second warm up match to be the 11 to play against uh, England. Maybe we'll find it. So I would expect our near 11 start to play in the second warm up match. All right. Richard Prof. Edwards. was not impressed. No, no. Okay. Richard Prof. Edwards is with us. Good evening to you, Richard. How are you? I'm very nice, Good. All right. Um, the West Indies are getting ready for that big match on the weekend on Saturday against England. Uh, are you worried going into that big match, Richard? I would have to say, yes, I'm a little bit worried because it doesn't seem that the West Indies have struck any sort of form. And the, the both of you, as you're saying there, that the body is not producing the bowling you know, looking kind of finish. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. Mm. Yes. Now, in, in terms of the final construct of the side, um, do, do you think Gale should open or should he balance three? Sorry, I didn't get what you're saying. Okay, but Gail is done at three, but there are some people who believe that maybe Gail should open the batting. What do you think? Well, if he's going play, I think he should open batting, yeah. I think he should open batting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it looks as if um, um, you, you may have Simmons and, and, and Lewis coming back into the side. Um, I think Chase is going to play an important role in this team, Ross and Jay? I think so, because, I mean, he's one of these two batsmen.
and we look forward to England coming. And of course, on Saturday, we look forward to that big battle, England versus the West Indies. And we're hoping the West Indies can, can win it and go on to win the whole hog, as we see in Caribbean Paradise, but you've got your doubts. Well, I hope you say, well, I mean, as I said, on our day, we can beat the guts in the team. We, we can get the best in teams around, and we can, we can beat most of the teams mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So it, it, a lot will depend on how well we play on that on, on the given day. The 2020 cricket is hard, hard thing to, 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 to go a winner from the beginning. Mm, indeed. Okay. Thank you. Former West Indies South Bowler Richard Prop Edwards uh, talking to us. Enjoy the rest of your evening. 441790, give us a call and participate. Uh, we've got Philo Wallace on Zoom. We're going to try and link with Cameron Coffey very soon. But, uh, Philo, in terms of the construct of your final 11, um, would you go with Lewis and Simmons at the top, Gail at three? What would you do, Philo? No, I'd drive go with Lewis and Gail at the top. Lewis and Gail at the top. Uh huh. And, and what three? I would, I would like to see Watson chase by that three, Andrew. Mm. Why? Why? And if I, I, I think that he's the stabilizer. He's mm. the one. I, I don't want to say he's the one that we be, be looked at as a ball. And Samuel, as I said on, a, on a, another program, that we shouldn't even have told the world that. Oh. Because I said that no, Watson chase was going to represent West Indies. We know he, he's in that mode, but he will go and play how he knows best. Only, only what he did in the CP, and he hopefully what he's done in the CP, sorry, he hopefully he can do it in the World Cup. Obviously, it's going to be tougher and in different conditions, but we expect some common sense cricket to still do and chase. And that, if that first warm up game, he, he got him very soft, he would have been pointed, and he knows that he, what he's supposed to do, and we expect that from him. I will, I will put him at number three. I, 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 Right, but I believe the second, you got a 
the eleven. All right. Mm. I don't know company really, and, and I ain't got the power to still respond to you, baby. 
God will come in and tell us something positive and try to enlighten us and 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 and, 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 and encourage us. The the contribution. Uh, we're going to pause some business calls and we come back. We're going to continue to take the calls. Of course, Mason and Guest is brought to the association with a very good friend for ASA. If we were wrong, the best shot of the day. Should be in a position to know, but uh, it's looking as if we should 
get some commentaries. We're working very hard to ensure yeah. that the region there is the cricket. So Clyde Lloyd is, is up there and a big commentary team. They're going to be possibly taking it directly from there as well. Oh, okay then. Thanks. Okay. So, so you're looking forward to some commentary, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. Thank right. you. Thanks for your contribution. Calls are coming in. Hello, welcome, Mr. Okay. Hello, good night. Good night, you, sir. Right. I, I am in total agreement with Wadi Admiral said yes, no? That what? That, I, I think that Court Curry Admiral is going to be able to, like, you know, sir, he, he, he gets all the, he, 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 he was, great. he was very critical of Chris Gill. But, but what does that mean? It means that he had no... He, 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 he had, he, what what, what part that he brought that to Chris Gill? He said in the beginning of this program, that he didn't think that Gill's selection was automatic. They didn't say anything about Paran. Paran is no, but, but, but we were not talking about Paran then. In my opinion, Gill got targeted. By targeted? Ambrose. No, man. It's no, man. No, not at all. I'm disappointed that Cricket West Indies have not disciplined Gail. Yeah, disciplined for oh, yes, man. You can't walk around and talk. And Curly Ambrose is an icon, and he used to have more respect for Curly Ambrose, and he's he a legend and that kind of thing. Cricket West Indies have been soft on this, in my view. In fact, let me say, I was disappointed in, 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 in Johnny Graves tonight. No, well, you should be disappointed in Johnny Graves. Did you hear what Christopher Gail said, sir? I not only heard it, read it. Okay, okay, okay. What's your view on that? I am in total agreement with Okay, you. Okay, thank you very much, caller. No problem at all. Uh, Let's take another call. Uh, hello, welcome, uh, Mason and Guest. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. 441790. You got another call? Andrew, Andrew, if you watch the SPN or any international sporting uh, TV station or any radio station, they're always experts comments who are Hall of Famers or former players yeah. and they dissect teams and players and sometimes what they say uh, make what the currently they seem rather be yes. and, uh, and Roy Keane Roy Keane talking about Man United oh my god yeah the discussions are and specific and, and very really? direct part. I think that you know journalism and and, you know, be it on TV or on the radio, is, is a reality in sport. And I don't think that we need to be so defensive of, of someone who feels injured by a, a comment. Yes, indeed. The call is listening to his radio. Yes, the call is listening to his Hello. Hi, good night. Hello, good night. Good night. Hey, good night. Um, radio. Sorry, let me turn off the radio. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, yes, welcome. Hi, sorry, thank you. Mm-hmm. I actually never called into the program before. Uh, right. This is my first time. Sure. But this 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 curly Ambrose thing, right? Mm. It really has me bothered. And it, and it has absolutely nothing to do with what Gil said. Mm. Gil Gil's response was as Gil is. So I don't really have a lot of say about that. But Curly, over the last couple of years, has been very, very negative 
when he speaks about the West Indies team. He has a, a massive tip on his shoulder, and that is clear for anybody to see. Right? So whether he says anything about Chris Gill or anything about the West Indies team, he says nothing positive. That's not true, Connor. That's not true. Listen, listen. My, 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 do, do not come on, Mason. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to learn to get away with that because you're not speaking the truth. That is fine, right? Oh, okay, okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I find Sir Curly Ambrose balance. Sir Curly Ambrose also said about Gail that he's got the ability to win the game. Did you hear that, caller? Listen, I'm not talking about that. Hold on, caller. You just said that for Curly. Does not say anything positive. Is that what you just said? Fuck speaking about Curly Ambrose and Gail. Right? Yeah. That is fine. I understand that. Yes. Because because I, I, I find Gail to be very, very, very immature in this thing. Yes. All right? Yes. That, 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 his response was ridiculous. Mm. So they're they not excuse for what Gail is saying. Right. And, you know, people can come in and talk and defend Gail all, all they want, find the problem is rude. Kirby Ambrose has done, his, has done his thing for West Indies cricket. Mm. Um, he's a wonderful contributor. So you don't get to talk to a Kirby Ambrose like that. Right. However, when Kirby Ambrose could get up, in the antique press or wherever it was, they would say, mm. and talk about what the present players and the future of West Indies cricket, that we will never get back to that. How could he dare say that? We got men that are 20 and, 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 and um, 25 and stuff playing West Indies cricket. No, representing the West Indies team. I'm mm. currently Ambrose. That's what you stand up at school and your principal mm. or your um, or your teacher to look at you and say, you will never amount to anything. That is what currently Ambrose has done. Mm. So, so, so when you words that can ever come from his mouth, mm. never. Mm. So that is where I, like Gail, will say I have lost all respect for Curly Ambrose. But, 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 but Carl, are you aware this is not the first time that Gail has done it? In fact, Gail direct published Otis Gibson, Ronnie Sauer, and also Curly. Are you aware of that? <sighs> I said it only thing to agree with you. Okay. With what Gail is saying. Right. It's not what Gail is saying, sorry. What, 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 what you believe of what Gail is saying. Mm. Right? Because it, as I said to you. But you know, Gail also said, but, but, but you know, Gail also talked about the legends too, you know. He virtually saying that, look, you know, he was, he, he, he was criticizing the legends. In a, Andrew. It, you, you remember the, the, the statement he made too? Uh, Andrew. Yes. Are I, you I, 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 talking about Gail, you know? Mm. Gil, Gil, Gil has been Gil has been a servant of West Indies cricket as Ambrose has been. Right. But Gil has has has, has in his forty two years of late, Gil has Gil has Gil up like a man that is fifteen. Mm. And then he can't say something with saying face. Right. This is this is ridiculous. Yes. Some so many things that have come with his mouth. So you're like, whoa. Big man, you cannot be serious. Yes. But mm. but the way that currently Ambrose, I mean, mm. I'm trying to say Gil is there, no, everything that's coming out to Gil Motor, all these young fellas seem to be latching on to, mm. right? And I, I, I hope to God that up there he can inspire these fellas. Mm. These fellas can find something yes. to rally around to play better. Right. And if they have to be Chris Gil, right. so be it, right? right? But <laughs> I can say it. People have had critics, though. Currently, Ambrose does not have. And, and people who may think we've all had critics and people who may think that our trajectory won't make mm-hmm. us anything significant and, and the 
you know, what, what makes a man is that he can really raise above that and prove what he's made of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that. Uh, and, and, anyone, and, you know, gonna be, anyone who's going to be crushed by what someone else says doesn't have the, the strength to really make it and to be significant.
they be professional outside of sports. Right. And you know that um, with this COVID-19, mm. it has the potential for cutting short a lot of lives. That's true. So we, we have to be very careful. Now, Philo also raises my question of the extent to which in this time next year, right. there'll be a boom for this economy, and it would be mm-hmm. if it comes off. Right. We're hearing that um, vaccinated industry will be committed to come to Kensington. Right. We're also hearing that perhaps vaccinated locals will come to Kensington. Come to Kensington. I love that. That would be good mm-hmm. uh, for cricket. But um, let me conclude by saying mm-hmm. that in the context of the T20 World Cup um, up in that part of the world, mm-hmm. my biggest concern, Andrew, is that Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, the real things are we don't have any real stars playing for the rest of these. Stars, we, okay. We don't really have any stars. Mm-hmm. At the height of the rest of these cricket, we had stars. Right. We, we had outstanding players. And mm-hmm. I, I would say that we don't have stars. But I'm also not going to question Ravi Rampal's inclusion. Mm-hmm. In that, um, in that little, uh, the match that was played, right. Well, Paul actually got well for 19 in three hours, yeah. and that yeah. wasn't bad. Well, not, bad at all. not bad at all. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And Ralph Paul always has had this tendency to get early with okay. yes. yeah. yeah, that's very true. Always did it. Right. Uh, he's not fast, fast like he wouldn't be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he gets split. He does. So, all first three batsmen mm. have to capitalize on the power play. I would think All so. Of first street. Right. All first street bash will have to capitalize on the power play. Some concern is being expressed about Kevin Walsh's consistency. He did well earlier, and then in his CPL, he seemed to have fallen off. Yes. yes. So he needs a lot of encouragement. We like him here, but let's see, you know. But um, we, we will want to support the boys. That'd be cool. Yeah, of course. In our heart, cricket is our thing. Right. And we would like to ensure right. that the players do well. Right. But the problem is, the way they have to start. You know, boy, like, my pure ability, yeah. but not the endurance and the uh, match awareness. And this is the problem that I think we do not have enough players that have genuine match awareness and do. That is very true. That is a problem. Mm. That is a problem. Match awareness. Mm. I don't know who
big fight. I'll never forget that uh, when you said the man, the man is Edwin Hicks, and that, that's your boy. All right, well, I'm going to certainly give you a call. I know that your good friend Tony Thorne has got your number. And so I'm going to knock on that and have a bigger book. I like that. Nice to hear you, and I'm glad that you're able to uh, to hear your be. Can we take some more calls? I hope this is not Edwin Hickson. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Is this Mr. Hickson calling? No, Mr. Mason. Good night. How are you? How are you? Yes. I love the love. He's fine yes. and decisive. Yes. And people do not like to hear the truth because right. it hurts, but it must be said. Mm. My thing on, on Gail, it's not the first time Gail has been disrespectful as the boy who saw the Gail. But my thing is that mm. uh, I would open the gear because mm. I would not play in that tree. Mm. And I, as much as you are pushing um, Chase, I don't think that Chase is going to get a player in the first two matches because the captain don't see a place for him. Mm. And um, I wish them all the best. And I know that our ball is a bit thicker. But um, we will have to make runs in order to support our bowling. Right. And I, 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 I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the bowling. You're a bit concerned about the bowling. I, I agree with you too as well. Bowling is a bit sicker and I, mm. I don't know. But we wish them best and you. We wish them well, of course. We will see what happens on Saturday. And yes. We give us uh, an idea. An, an idea, yes. Where we, are, yes. Where we are going and where we will be at. So. Right. He's done it on, you know, he's, he's, a, he's still a 
more about 90-something miles an hour. We've got Gaylord. And, and, and I know Chris Gale has been looking to get one up on him, particularly in the right. World Cup. Right. And that is why we like to see him open batting and then the opposition. Mm-hmm. And then the opposition and give that batting, and, uh, the batting behind him the confidence. Right. I, I, and I, I, think that, I think that my doubt is saying if we can get over England in a, in a positive way, it's going to be difficult. England is the number one team in the world. So it is difficult. It's going to be difficult, but it calls for common sense cricket, and we have to be smart when they play that first game. Mm. There are not a lot of sixes that are going to be hit, Andrew. We're going to be smart, and I hope that Phil Simmons and the team mm. and that battle staff and get into these fellas. Say sixes will come, but you're going to be at the crease to hit them, and you're going to be there to hit to get the balls to hit them as well. And we have to play to our strengths. Every every person in that final eleven must play to their strength if we're going to beat England. Mm. We can be a one and sure. It used to be a cologne. We have to turn up with all the eleven men to do well. Right. And I hope that we get over the hurdle in the first game. Mm. And then we'll start looking at the plan going forward. Mm-hmm. We can plan for England. And then we have to start planning for the other game because it's not going to be going to be tough. Yes. Yeah. Conditions are not conducive. They're hot. It's hot and very hot. Very, very hot indeed. Well we we got a final call. We got three minutes left in the show. Um, so let's go and take a final call. Hello, welcome, Mason and guests. Good evening, Mason. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Philo and Dr. Ford. Is, that, is this our friend from Antigua? Yeah, man. Oh, you, you're very late tonight. Yeah, Andrew, I've been on the line for over 20 minutes. And oh, dear. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh. yeah Andrew. Chris Gale, we have a, I don't want to say about you, we have a two-year distance system. Some players are untouchable. Right. Chris Gale's job is to make runs, and Bo's job is to give comments. When you ask a question, right. he gives a comment. Right. Sometimes people have to understand what the question. When, when, when you hear the journalism, and a question asks, answer a question. Yes, I agree with you. Really. So you ask the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the question answer. So because he was on a show, and you ask him about talent, he would say, well, the Caribbean, so he don't want to think by anybody. Right. The man is a responsible man, not because he's a man, I'm a free man. Right. I'm going to support Gail and Saturday. I support West Indies and Danger. I take my Caribbean cricket to heart. So, Saturday morning, I will tune in. I hope Chris Gail can make, put the bat. I'm hoping he does. I'd love Gail to, 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 to win the game for us. And I support Philo 11. Yes. That's my 11. Um, my, 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 my only. My only difference with Philo is that I, I think that Chase should be um, a batsman, that a floating batsman. If, if my view is that if, we, if you're 60 um, without loss in four overs um, and, and you lose a wicket, I'm not sure that I would necessarily bat Chase at three or four. I, I, I remember when Barbados played um, in the Caribbean T20, I could never understand why Ryan Hines bat at three. Because I believe that there's batsmen for circumstances. So, you know, if you're 12 for 1, 12 for 2, I stick yeah. every chase to work the ball around. But if I get a good start, I, I want to have chases the batsman. They can feel, look, I just want to push you back a little bit, given the circumstances. But, in fact, for those 11, is 11 that I've got two. I'm very concerned about Fabian Allen. In fact, the CEO is, is said virtually that, he, that he's out of it. And let's hope that um, Russell can be fit. And let's hope that the best of these can go on to win. Your final well, comment? If Fabian is well, you're going to miss a play. That guy can still run. Yeah. And 